This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome to the Downward Spiral. Hold on. We're taking you way down. We start off strong and then it's downhill all the way. What do you mean strong then? Well, we start talking about nice things and then we end up talking about awful things. Okay. And then all of a sudden you get depressed. Or I get depressed. There you have it. I'm so excited. That was my favorite intro of all time, the Downward Spiral Podcast, and my guest today is the great Nico Tavernisi, one of my close friends, set photographer to the stars, and my podcasting partner. How many years ago was it? Oh, my God. Like 10 years ago? Or longer. You you think so? I think it was probably like pushing... No, I think it was maybe 2010. Something like that. Yeah. It was like, I feel like it was like the beginning of when like podcasts were starting. I mean, Joe Rogan was already out there and, you know, we just kind of like would go to each other's backyards and like vent. Yeah. I remember it was a pain in the ass trying to get podcasts put up, like posted, you know, it was Huge. like, it wasn't as, I guess it's a lot easier now, but uh, back then it was, you know, whatever. Well, the, the reason why it's easy for me is because I've convinced uh, Craig Lockwood to create a whole network. And all I have to do, just so I can post this. So he, I just send him the audio, and he does it all. Oh, so nice. God bless Craig Lockwood. Wow. Yeah, I was a, that, that editing always was, you always forget about that shit. And then you're like, oh, wait, can I swear on this? Yeah, I can. Yeah, can I? 100%. Are okay. you kidding me? Say whatever you want. <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I, you know, that was the thing. It was just, you know, you had to, I remember, you know, having to, edit out someone who will remain nameless um you know his diss is on uh kathleen kennedy which we can't, won't go into but you oh, know yeah. you, we have to edit some certain things out you know and you're just like oh yeah we can't see <laughs> someone put said their street address you know we had what five listeners and maybe that grew but yeah um you know it we was knew. so much fun yeah it was great but we it was, definitely the, it was therapy it was know? super therapy and it was yeah. for me i was trying to pretend to be howard stern so and now I get and to I'd shoot you down it. pretty quick, yeah. Which is great. No, we. I, <laughs> I I always used to really love doing the downward spiral because it was really like this. You know, at the time you were just burgeoning into 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 being a set photographer. Yeah. And I I remember that I had started doing knife making while we were doing the podcast. There were yeah. times where. I was in that shop, uh, uh, Husband of Ryan works with uh, John, and you had taken a knife-making class with Matt Paul, mm-hmm. and then I started helping, and then next thing you know, we're talking, what are you up to, Jeff? I'm like, oh, I don't know, I made a couple knives, maybe yeah, this yeah. will turn into something. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I definitely have one of those originals. Yeah, you, we're going to get you, you got to get some more, you got a pile of them. <laughs> so, now that we're into coronavirus week, you know, the but last- wait, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, this is now, ladies and gentlemen. This is the reason why the downward spiral. Nico's going to take control. Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. Two things. One thing we haven't spoken, and we haven't done this cast in years. It's been years. And I mean, even if we did it a year ago, so much crazy fucking crap has gone down 100%. In around the world that you know it's like I could have talked to you two weeks ago, and this shit is bananas again but number two is i listened to your last podcast yeah (laughs) and are you sponsored by the u.s military 
<laughs> no, listen to me. No, the answer and is why no. is it the U.S. military and not like the Air Force or the Marines? No, it's actually the United States military. It's let like me, it's like you're sponsored by Donald Rumsfeld. Let me explain. Let me explain. So when we started the Makery Network, when Craig and I were pushing Craig to be, I really wanted him to just do my podcast. And he was going to do a, a version of YouTube where, for makers. Yeah. And then I said, you know, it would be so much easier if you didn't do video, if you just did podcasts. And I've been working, I worked on it for for years. Yeah. Because we do, I'm, I'm on the Knife Talk with him, and I've been working on it because I've wanted to do this. Right. And then, uh, we're not so knifey, it doesn't, have, it doesn't really matter. what. It's where just, are you going with this, Jeff? I'm telling you, I'm telling yeah. you. So... The whole point was he signed a deal with the Makery Network. <laughs> uh-huh. And the Makery this, Network from, yeah. Okay. With the advertising agency <laughs> that also does ads for like, um, you know, MSNBC and NPR. So it's an advertising agency that, that will sub, will put in ads to a localized. So it's like random. I get, it's random crap. It depends on where you are and what you're looking at. Poor my, you know, I get McD- I got a McDonald's ad the last one in like Whoa. progressive car insurance. And then, you know, my <laughs> other friend who's on one of the other shows, he got like uh, Chris Zepp and make uh, the handmade podcast got about schizophrenic medicine. Oh, wow. So it's a very, How it come we on, don't get schizophrenic medicine on this one. Maybe we will. I, well, he, you got it. Depends on where you are. Like some places, like I, I know there's a friend of mine. Uh, 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 Craig told me, and he's in France, and he says he got some ads in France. And then once in a while, you'll get something in Texas. But it's all, it's all this weird algorithm shit. But so yeah, so congratulations. I hope you join the military. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> brought to you by the United States military. Yeah, they don't know or care. Why would all. they? Why would they advertise? Oh, I guess they need soldiers. They need, listen, I, I don't, we're getting like, we were getting like Cell Artois ads in New York and like McDonald's and Amex ads. I mean, mm. these, these companies, they just put in whatever they, this is kind of like the way you see like sponsored YouTubes, but it's based on those YouTube shows. It's based on where, wherever you are. Hey, do you have to, like the last episode, if your audio gets all fucked up or whatever, do you have to send them a podcast? Like, is this mandatory? Well... I mean, because you talk I, for two hours. Sometimes, well, I sometimes, sometimes. I mean, I had to skip through a lot of it. You, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. I understand. I know you. I know you. Do whatever the hell you want. You don't have to listen to them either. The, the, it's it's. We try to warm. You know, on, most of my guests are not like you, or we we ha, you already have chemistry. Yeah. I, a lot of times, I'm trying to warm these people up, give them a taste of what who they are and what they've mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. But with you, no, I don't think we need to, there's no warming up. So no, no, no. I, yeah, I, I definitely don't. I'm really warm right now. <laughs> um, <sighs> and the reason okay. I'm I'm doing this podcast out in the woods is yeah. so I can urinate and not worry about taking my computer in the bathroom. God bless you. Yeah. I'm, you know, that's outstanding. That's, that's called devotion. You are devoted. I, I tell you what, I definitely, I wish, I wish there was like one edited highlight real of the downward spiral podcast because we had these moments of total insanity there was yeah. one of the original ones we were in your garage with um with josh and julie josh is uh is the front man to the band uh storm of light he also worked on a lot of stuff with Soundgarden. he came in next thing you know his wife says there's a skunk in here 
and a yeah. skunk walked into the garage. Yeah. And because I'm such a fan of radio, I in my mind, I thought, well, this will be my broadcasting during 9-11 moment. Right. And I and I refused to everyone ran out and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna carry on this podcast. It's my duty. I don't care. It was the stupidest thing of all time, but it was hilarious. No, yeah, it was good. And a lot of those things were just you know, I, in fact, listening to the older old ones, just listening to like crickets, like, yeah. you know, at night. Yeah. I mean, there's certain things that you can't, you know, I mean, what it's, you know, I guess it's, it's a little, we weren't really going for sonically good. Podcasts. No, we were not going for, <laughs> we, were, podcasts. we were going for somebody just put an old tape recorder here, left it on record. And we were just talking trash. There were, there were moments on the downward spiral where you could hear the train in the background. Yeah. You could hear crickets at one point, uh, Nico's cat Magoo, God bless Magoo, sending yeah. peace and love to Magoo R. passed R. away. He he found a mouse and 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 Nico brought the microphone over and you could hear him crunching on the skull. Yeah, that was great. That was so weird. Yeah, that we was had great. such a good time though, man. I, that was. I tell you what, it was like it was so much fun because I was just like getting excited and I really felt like. I just enjoyed it. I, just, I miss. I miss it. To be honest. Yeah. With you. I miss it. I, I miss it very much. And and uh, you're just you know. But the funny thing is, is with you and me both. I mean, we both kind of like. At the time, there was a point where you were between work and you were saying on the podcast, "Listen, I'm about to start painting houses, or yeah. I will paint houses. I'll clean toilets." Yeah, I mean, yeah. things were getting kind of grim yeah. for you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you picked up this job. I mean, one of the, I mean, one of the many jobs you ended up, you were the set photographer for Noah, for yeah. Darren Aronofsky's movie. That was right when we kind of like had to, you, one of the reasons why we had to stop is because you were so goddamn busy. Yeah. You worked on, for Darren Aronofsky, you were on Noah, then you came back and said, let's podcast. And all of a sudden, well, I gotta go, I gotta, I'm gonna be on Moonrise Kingdom. Or then I'm about to do Spider-Man with uh, Andrew Garfield. And it was always just like, God damn, Nico yeah. Tavernese all over the place. Yeah. Well, this is, you know, this is the longest stretch in time I've had in maybe 10, 12 years where I'm not working, you know. it's I usually have a couple weeks off here and there, um, but it was kind of great. I was talking to Darren the other day, and he, he was like, oh, it was fantastic. It was gr it's great to have this, like, forced moment of zen where you right. just kind of breathe, and you're like, okay, let's figure out what to do, right. you know. I mean, it, it is and it isn't, you know, I mean, I'm, right. I'm going to be in debt for the next four years, but it's, you know, I was able to just, you know, buy a chainsaw and I spent two and a half months in the woods just chainsawing shit. I mean, I stayed way the fuck away from my camera. My camera was, I, you know, I was in Japan on GI Joe, January, February, and it, it was, Japan was starting to shut down real quick and it got really scary because all the public schools closed like the week we were wrapping up and, so uh, just to set this up now you were on the gi you were the set photographer the set photographer does you do you do stills for the movie companies right yeah like the movie poster so like the you know all the images you see a joker were mine and and things like um you know black swan the poster and then i'll do like you know it's not it's on magazines but mostly stuff is online now you know yeah. it's it's you know i mean of course a fucking movie star can just use their phone and take a photo and get you know 
four and a half million hits from their little character in my photos. Like, poop, gone. <laughs> well, the so so in regards, to GI Joe was one of the last times I've seen you. Yeah, because you went in the you went in the end of January, the beginning of January. Right. You flew to Japan and you said, "I'm working on the new GI Joe movie about Snake Eyes," and I said, "Let me make a couple knives." So you mm. give to Storm, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, and, and you brought them to Japan, and you sent me, uh, you lo- showed me a couple pictures behind the scenes of, of them with the with the knives. Yeah, that was our last cool. our last day of shooting too. That was our last night. The, I was so afraid. So now you're talking <laughs> the end of January. You're no, heading back. The end of February, you're heading back. Yeah, yeah. Coronavirus took hold as far as my house was concerned in the beginning of January. I mean, we were Hillary and the, and and um, the people at her at her job were talking about it at the end of December. Yeah, so, yeah. Be, beginning of January, it was a daily conversation into February, and then all of a sudden, I thought, "How the fuck is Nico going to come back to this country?" Because yeah, I, you're coming yeah. back from Japan the end of February. Well, I thought about that, you know, and the thing is, I I flew back with the producer, and I remember I had a cold too. Um, and I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, they're going to fucking stop me at the border in a, in New York. And they're going to be like, get into this room where you'll live for two weeks. And so I, you know, land from Japan, walking through customs. And I swear to God, you know, on JFK, you come down this ramp and you can't really see the customs area. And, and I was like, oh fuck, I'm fucked. I'm so fucked. Like my head was hot. I was all nervous. And all they had literally, this is. America prepping for coronavirus. They had a stand-up fan blowing the air at us as we walked down the <laughs> They're blowing the, ramp. the corona off you back onto the plane. Back onto the plane. Literally, that was it. And nobody nobody had masks. You know, nobody was... Yeah. And we get to the, you know, the guy, and the guy the guy said, you know, he's like, I, where were you? I was in Japan. He's like, okay, fine. And I walked through, and I was like, holy shit. Like, we're, really? We're fucked. We're so fucked. And I walk over to get my bag, and I was talking to the producer, and he said, you're not going to believe what they asked me. I said, what did he, what did he say? He said, so you're in Japan? I, he said, yeah. And then he's like, so um, were you in China? And he said, no, I was in Japan. And he, <laughs> and he looked at him and he said, not even a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> and literally uh... the, the producer guy was just like, no, not how, no, how can I go? No. <laughs> Not a little bit. I was in Japan. It's a very different country. Oh my god! And then, so that's the extent at which America, like you know, put up the the you know yeah. the border wall around the U.S., which <laughs> did, did jack for shit. I mean, Seattle was already getting hit. Yeah. And Vancouver was getting hit, and it was just like, all right, well, but well, you know, you can't expect these TSA people. To be able to to do much. I mean, well, I, they're not I, TSA people. They're immigration people. I mean, they come from a much higher food chain. I think. You know, I mean, they so, they report higher up. It's TSA is more like a you know a private company like Blackwater, but huh. you know without the guns. So did you? So so you came back and obviously you come back February. So March, April, May, you guys are just sitting tighter. Are you getting any work? Work? No, done, I was supposed to start Sesame Street, um, the movie. But March 15th or no, uh, April 15th. So I had, I'd already planned to have like a month and a half off and I was like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, my friends are in the ballet and they asked us to go to the, see them at the ballet in New York. And, and that's the people from West side, story. from West side story. And, yeah. and so we were all planning that. And then, 
and then you were, you know, I think by March 13th, my friends who were on a, on a bunch of productions in the city were like, were everyone shutting down? Like they all had meetings like Friday, like a Friday, the 15th, in the morning. And they're like, yeah, the AD basically is saying we're done. We're going home. And that was like six or seven productions in New York at the same time. And, uh, so that was, that was kind of, that was the beginning of the end, you know? And, um, I mean, you know, flash, you know, flash forward now, shit's start really starting to pick up. Really? And it's starting to, you know, I'm, I'm heading out next week for, um, some, uh, you know, Adam McKay, the director who did, uh, Vice and a bunch okay. of other, you know, he's, he's actually really, he's a really great guy, but he's making a black comedy, dark comedy about, uh astronomers who see the end of the world or something like that. And it's, huh. Yeah. It's really uplifting. No, but, so, um, you know, so I, I start next week and, um, where's know, it going to be? It's in Boston, but I have to go, I have to quarantine for like three days and then I have tests every day, COVID tests and you got to wear a full, like full get up, you know, which, you know, people are always people who are not into mass I am definitely not that. I've been wearing masks for the last 10 years because right. it makes me look scary. And I like well, that. Well, <laughs> one of the things that, well, here's the thing. So, so if you don't know, Nico, when he, one of the, inter, you know, the, the funny thing is when I was in college and I was talking to, I knew students who were photographers, you think, okay, he takes a picture. You know, he understands light, he understands aperture, understands all this shit, and he takes a picture. Nico is a ninja he gets it he's got i've seen him on the set he wears special clothing he stays out of the eye line he's completely head to toe in black he wears things that are quiet he, everything to make sure he is completely out of the way so he doesn't interfere with the with, with all these people so when he says he wears masks there's i posted a picture on instagram with you when you're on snake eyes yeah. you're like a ninja it's it's you're trying to disappear yeah, I had two masks on that one, that photo. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, th th I think that I, I, I'm interested because I mean, I know what you do because you, you were kind enough. You, we actually, uh, my family, he, uh, Nico invited my family and I up to Montreal where we got to see the, the, um, the, a little bit of the filming of the movie Mother, Darren Aronofsky movie. And you, you introduce us to uh, Javier Bardem, who was super cool. You introduced my daughter to. Jen Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. which that moment, you put my daughter in paralysis for an hour <laughs> in the car. She was so nice to my daughter. My daughter yeah. was literally paralyzed. Yeah. The people that you've met and the people that you that talk to are, it's like, it is like that there's an old movie, what is it, Zelig, where you, or, or it's almost like Forrest Gump. And yeah. the funny thing is, is you know Tom Hanks. Are you comparing it's, me to... Forrest Gump? No, I'm saying uh -huh. it's like you you're, you're you get involved with all these people and stuff like that. So, so back to back to what you do. So, how did you? I mean, we're gonna go big, bingo, bango, bongo. I know you got to tie it out too, and I wanna I wanna just do a little bit of you, a little bit of what's going on, and then we're, I want to do a little downward spiral. I got some funny, weird stories that I thought we would we would evaluate, but that's the other thing. Was it funny? There might be funny. I'm hoping. I really fucking went all out to find some real. But good you ones. listened to that shit before. I always. I mean, I loved it. But Which? was it depressing? Downward spiral. But was it depressing to listen to? It was. There were mo the downward spiral 
Because that's the whole idea of it was just. It, some of it got depressing and there were reasons. <laughs> yeah. But like we would always end up talking about what we're doing and then I would find stories. And with you, you especially, you're like a dark situ You're a dark character. Yeah. So like not a lot surprises you in general. So we would always find these weird stories of like German cannibals or yeah, there yeah. was this one thing of the piss dungeon. Uh -huh. This guy taking a, you know, like there was, might as well talk about the piss dungeon. So there was a story that we found and this was probably one of our highlight moments of the Doward Spiral. You found there, it. I remember that. That was, I, yeah. I like to find little things. I think I was trying to be like Howard Stern where we had some things ahead of. So the piss dungeon was a story of a guy. In the UK, who, I think, was it? In the UK. Yeah who I guess he owned or rented at a house that, or apartment or a basement underneath the men's room of a bar. Right. And what he would do is he did some construction. So he tunneled into underneath the urinals and he created, he like cut the plumbing. So when the urine, when you stand the urinal and pee, it wasn't going into the plumbing. It was going down Onto, onto the guy. Onto the guy. Yeah. And, and he had he had like a snorkel on. I but think. The, but the best thing the best thing was when they the reason they found him is because one guy went to take a piss and he looked down and he saw a fucking eyeball. <laughs> that <laughs> was so funny. Imagine he saw Holy an eyeball. He and saw then all of a sudden he yeah he saw an eyeball. And then he, he's like what the fuck? And then all you heard was like and then some dude like soaking wet runs past them upstairs to the. <laughs> <laughs> the, like outside the bar, ah, the uh, old piss dungeon. That was God, a highlight moment. But that I was fun. That. I mean, that was the funny part. Was we started to say, well, what, do you, what kind of like tools did you use to do that? How would you get into? That? I like the way we would see. We would CSI these crazy stories, and it was yeah, always yeah. really funny. But the piss dungeon was one of them. But sometimes they got intense, and I, I used to listen to them because I was interested in the audio quality. I was interested. In, I, you and I have very good chemistry; you always have, and I, I'm I'm fascinated by that and the kind of the audio quality of it all. But I love doing the downward spiral. But the problem was, is you would go on these jobs like when you were on the movie Noah. I mean, that was like I was like, how many months was was Noah? Because you were part uh, of like the building of it, and no, no, I was, I was, but I was shooting a lot of video for Darren, so it was, I was doing the making of also, you know, on top of the photography stuff. But I remember we were in Iceland for almost two months, and then we were in like Long Island for or for a month and a half, and then we were in Brooklyn for a month and a half. So it was, yeah, it was like five months. I mean, that's we you know, did we yeah. did a spot, we did a downward spiral from while you were in Iceland. Yeah, we did. Oh, we did, and I, I remember I had watched the Serbian film. Wasn't that it? Oh, Wasn't it the not Serbian talk, film? Let's one? not talk about. No, no, we're not talking about that. Oh. <laughs> that one you destroyed. We're not talking about that. We're not. <laughs> we're not talking about that. That you, you just forget about. Go so, out and see it. We, no, no we, you, you were, the, you were when you were in Iceland. We did mm. a downward spiral for while you were waiting in Iceland, and you right. had just came back from the hospital. Oh, because yeah, you got yeah. sand in your eye. Yeah, I got no. Well, it's not sand there. It's like, it's like volcanic glass particles. When you're on certain beaches in Iceland, it's all volcanic. So that's it's like, it's like pieces of pumice. You know, it's not like sand from a beach. It's like little pieces of glass. And I got something in my eye where you know the shit would stick to you. And I remember being, you know, it's great for cameras. And I remember <laughs> being in this cave with Russell Crowe and our camera guys and, and I, something got in my eye and I rubbed it you know like the back of my hand yeah that was stupid so I cut my cornea 
And it's just great for a photographer. Luckily, I was able to look through the other eye, but still, it just gets all fucked up and red. And, and then, uh, yeah, I get like drops and stuff. But that's what it was. I went to the doctor for that. That was, that you know, was... hazards of. But now I get to wear goggles oh, and face shields. Do you, are, is it hard to take pictures? I'm going to find goggles. out. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you? So how did you meet Darren Aronofsky? Because I mean, he's the guy who I mean, you you're yeah. you're you're ride or die with Darren Aronofsky. I well, mean, you're his dude from now on. But see, I grew up I I grew up with a lot of his close friends in Boston. I was just I think yeah in Boston. I I my friend Sean Gallette was my next door neighbor. And Sean would later be in the movie Pie, which was Darren's first film. And Sean is the main actor in it, this guy, Max. And uh, so that's how I met Darren, was basically through Sean. And, you know, it was a long time ago. Whatever, Pie was, what, 97, something something like that? that. It was a long time ago, maybe earlier. Anyways, um, and uh, so, anyway, that's, you know, we just kept in touch. And Darren's really good because he, you know, a lot of those same crew who worked on that first film still work on the film with him, like his DP and his producer really? and stuff. Yeah. And they're, you know, it's, which is amazing to say. It's like, you know, your, your college film crew is still with you. That's amazing. That is <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, so you got to work with him on, I mean, I, I would say, I mean, my, personally, if you asked me what the most iconic picture you've taken is, I mean, now you'd probably have to say one, any, any still from the Joker film. Mm. any movie you took from this Joker film. But when, when, when I, I mean, years ago, I would have said the image that you took from Black Swan yeah. of Natalie Portman with the eye makeup on, which yeah. is an iconic yeah. image. I mean, that's just like, I mean, that's, I, that has to be her most iconic image. Like, I don't think that there's any other film with Natalie Portman that's more iconic than the oh, Black come Swan. come on, Star no, tell Wars. Me. Oh, I mean, I mean <laughs> get I'm the fuck you. out of here. There's no fucking Star Wars. Star <laughs> Wars is me. The, Dude, Star Wars doesn't I'm cut. I'm kidding. I'm fucking kidding, Jeff. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus, Jeff. That was another thing you used to say at least a few times in an episode. Jesus, Jeff. Well, you get your panties in a bundle, and then you'd be all like, well, and I'd be is, like, Jeff. This is a podcast. You've got to get people fired up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've got to get them all fired up. You're right. So so, 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 what What do you think got you out of the, the dare? Because you got, you almost like. Out of the not, what? Out of the Darren Aronofsky I mean, oh, I you didn't. were in the I'm that universe. In it, but, no, well, but you were part of that universe for such a long time. Well, because no one would hire me. <laughs> really? Darren was the only one who, like, trusted me. Darren was the only one who was like, well, I got my next. But he shoots so infrequently. He's not like the Coen brothers or Marty or anybody. He's just like, you know, he shoot, like, once every, like, seven or eight years. That's a long time. I couldn't yeah. sustain myself. So when... We started podcasting, and I was like, I'm going to start painting fucking houses. It was in between one of those. I couldn't right. sell myself, you know. I mean, I remember after The Wrestler, I, I couldn't get shit for work. And I wound up doing visual effects because no one would – I didn't know That's how to get right. into the business. So how did you get into the business? That's right. I forgot. You'd done The Wrestler. Yeah. You had done – were you in Requiem for a Dream? No, that was the only one I didn't do because I was hmm. still touring with bands at that time. Right. Um, you know, after Pi, I, I was doing, I was touring, I was a roadie for bands for years and years. And, uh, you know, I started when I was like 16, 17, I was a kid and, um, and I toured up until I was maybe 30. And I think that's when Darren made Pi, well, I was huh. like 29, 30. Um, but yeah. And then, um, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's been so, a good ride, but there was a big lull, you know, I wasn't right. really, I didn't really get to my level, um, until like 2015 or so yeah. like now i can 
you know, now I can actually turn down Scorsese. <laughs> You're such scum. You're such scum. You're such scum. Yeah, That's a, what a scum on. thing I to know, say. I know, but you know what? If scum. Dude, Marty, he's shooting. He wants me to do the next one, and it's, the, six, what's the next it's one? six months in Oklahoma. Dude, would Fine. you want to be in Oklahoma Dude, what do you, for what do you six want? months? How are you asking me a question like six that? Six months. And you know what? You know what this, I, this leads perfectly into? Go ahead. I just I was looking at Oklahoma shit and I was depressed because yeah. I don't want to do that movie. Um, it's amazing. By the way, the film is going to be mind blowing. It's DiCaprio, De Niro. About oh, yeah. it's yeah. called The Killers of the Flower Moon. It's about the Osage Indian Definitely tribe. Definitely turn it down. Definitely turn it down. Back in the twenties, yeah. when they down. discovered oil, and um, I think it, I don't know Hoover or something like that started the FBI. It's the birth of the FBI, and it's about those murders on the Osage tribe. And so I, you know, the story is fucking amazing. But no, it's just it's one of those things like, you know, I might go do John Wick in Russia, which sounds a little more fun. Yeah, um, you were on the two John Wick movies. Yeah, yeah, the second and third. What was that like? Well, it's, you know, it's it's a lot of a lot of dudes grunting at each other. <laughs> you know? <laughs> a mean, lot I, of dudes <laughs> grunting at each other. <laughs> it is, but it's you know, it's, it, I mean that. The, Keanu's great. He's a lot of fun to be with. I mean, not, I wouldn't. Say, he's not a lot of fun to be with. He's he's a nice guy. He's a really sweet guy. But he's when he's in when he's in John Wick mode, he's just he's John Wick, and it's just. He's, you know, he's not that approachable. I mean, right. I don't, I don't like to go up to people. Like Tom Hanks is the only guy I'll like walk up to and be like, "Hey, buddy." But I, don't, I generally keep my distance from actors. You, you know, you start being friends with them, and the next minute they're like, "Can you get the fuck out of the room?" And you're like, "Oh, haha, I won't take that personally." Uh, <laughs> well, so. th- this is the. You know, it was interesting to me about you, and because I've seen you working with people, and back to what I remember of like friends of mine who are photographers. There's more to being a photographer than just taking the picture. And what you do that's so impressive is not only are you trying to keep yourself invisible, but you know the picture you're going to take and you you know how you're going to deal with the person you're taking the picture of. I've seen you handle people. There's this loving confidence and joking around, a little jocularity, but you're very firm in regards to what you want without being standoffish. You're not difficult. No, you're not. You like you joking around. I just see how you are, and there is a mag. There's like a magnificence to how you are with the people you're taking pictures of. You came into my shop and took pictures of me, and you knew exactly what you're doing, and you knew how to talk to me, you knew how to say all the things. All right, do this. So stop doing. Yeah, but I can tell you to stop making that stupid face. I can't say that to Meryl Streep. (laughs) Hey, I don't. (laughs) You didn't say that on the post. Can you stop making that fucking face? (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, that's Uh, funny. And actually, I'm going to work with her again. I'm excited. I'm working with Jen Lawrence and DiCaprio and and Meryl Streep on the next one. And it's, you know, it's a comedy. But I never work on comedy. I'm kind of terrified. I mean, I look like a fucking, like, Serbian SWAT guy. Like, on a comedy, it's going to kind of fall pretty flat. (laughs) So you you fit in pretty well in those John Wick movies. Of course. I mean, you know, they look, you know, they're basically like, there's our one-man army. And I'm like, oorah, I think. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. Yeah. You're so funny, dude. Well, that is hilarious. It's just a look. And everybody thinks I'm this fucking terrifying black blob in the corner. Yeah, but, but, I'm, they, but they all love I'm, you. you know, but I look, well, yeah, people who get to know me. I mean, it took De Niro, like, you know, a couple films. What movies but, did you work with him? You were on The Irishman, Irishman and Joker. Yeah. That's right. He was a Joker. I still haven't seen him. Yeah, Mur- Murray. 
Murray Franklin. Yeah. What was what was the Joker like? Was that uh, weird to work on? Don't say anything bad. <laughs> or no, might, no, no, no. I'm not saying anything bad. No, it was it was an experience. You know, the thing was is that as we were shooting it, I just remember thinking it was something special. You know, and it sounds so cliche and stupid to say that, but it really was because Joaquin just fucking brought it. You know, in every possible way. Yeah. And everybody's kind of scared of him. Uh, as you know, like he would approach, you know, he was Arthur Fleck in the beginning. He was very quiet and he would just kind of like, you know, not say hi to anybody. And, but then as I remember being in the parking lot at Steiner, which is the movie studio in Brooklyn that we shot most of it at. And, um, and it was the first time he was, he was dressed up in his Joker outfit and cause we we're shooting all the Murray Franklin stuff that, and, uh, and I was outside, he was outside, and he walked over next to me, and he, he put his arm around me, and he said, hey, Nico, how you doing, buddy? And I I hadn't really talked to Joaquin, like, you know, much before, and it just right. really caught me off guard. And I was like, oh, uh, I'm t- good, buddy. Uh, <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> hey, guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and every time he was in Joker outfit, he was, you know, just incredibly funny and sweet and you know he he's like nico did you get all you wanted and let's do a little private thing over here and we'll blah, blah, blah. and i was like oh my god what the fuck and then as soon as you go back to arthur he'd just be like no not now nope i was like oh wow okay well well it's got to be I mean, for your job it's got to be very much along the lines of a lot of these people know that they need to kind of be on your good side because i hope you get some good pictures i think the people who the people who the actors who know it's not even the actors who've been around for a while. It's just the the actors who like I or I remember I started work I worked with Donald Sutherland not too long ago, like a year ago. And everyone was just like, just be careful. Donald kicks every every photographer off set every time. Really? And I, yeah, and I he's just kinda old curmudgeon y guy. But he we were in this apartment and um Upper West Side, something like that, shooting something, and and I'm here. I am wearing you know head to toe black gloves, black balaclava, you know everything, and I'm standing in the corner of this room, and all you basically see is my eyes. And Donald starts laughing, and the whole crew kind of looks at him, and he points at me, and he's like, "Is that for me? <laughs> like, like my get up? Is that for me as an actor? You know?" And I and I just I slowly put my hand up, and I gave him a thumbs up, and he was like, "That's the best." I mean, you know, it's like, I, but then the, as soon I, I quit that job to go work on West Side Story, like, um, early. And I guess the next Sepitaver who came in just got destroyed. Like, got re, you know, he's like, get the fuck out of my, you know, whatever. You get destroyed by who? Sutherland. Oh. So, you know, it's, it's, I just try to stay hidden. You know, it can backfire too. Like, I remember... Turturro fucking was terrified of me. He didn't want me on set because I I was like reminded of him some fucking ghost of Christmas past or something. Ew. Well, you also you I remember I remember when we first met and you were telling me that you worked in the wrestler. You yeah. said that Mickey Rourke constantly kicked you off the set. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, certain people just you know if they're you know look acting is a fucking I, no matter what people say like actors get paid a shitload of money blah 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 they it's fucking hard. I wouldn't I wouldn't wish it upon anybody acting. Like, if my kid was like, oh, I want us to be an actor, I'd be like, uh, you sure? Like, it's just, it's so demanding. And you see these, 
people kind of fuck up their lines and they just like, you know, like hitting themselves in the head, like, what's wrong with you? You know, you're like, oh my God. Like, so, I would <laughs> no imagine the, the pressure because, I mean, every time you have to you fuck up a. I mean, that's the clock is running. Sure, every can time you imagine you being a, a porn star and you can't get your dick up? <laughs> what do you, have you worked on any porn movies? <laughs> No not comment. Yet. No, no. I, I, no, no. I'm, that would be. Fun. I'm not at that level they... yet. <laughs> you got to make some enemies first, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I would just think that I would think that I mean, I, I mean, I really, honestly, I, I, acting doesn't interest me at all, and and I, I always feel like, you know, you 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 see. You see these people, and it's it's number one. You you can't not think that the clock is running. The clock right. is running, and if you fuck up, it just. I, what if you have like a bad day? What if you have a bad day and you just can't make it happen? You just got to grip and grin, you know. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, you know, everybody in the crew has a bad day, but everybody yeah, but, on the crew is not in front of the fucking camera. You can right. hide that shit. That, that's what I'm know? saying. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. what if Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix? Is, I remember when I remember. Uh, I guess it was. Well, I guess it was uh, the Terminator movie where where Christian Bale was the. Christian Bale was. Oh, he lost uh, his shit on the DP. Yeah, he lost his shit on the lighting guy, right? No, it was a DP. It was the cinematographer. He. Went, so I guess he started ripping this dude apart. Right. You're never going to work again, and you're in my eyeline, and fuck you, and you're ruining this. And it, it, everyone was just like, "Wow, what an asshole!" And then all of a sudden, I'm thinking, like, maybe this is really hard, and he's he was really distracted. No, I, I think he was. I I've heard of that DP, and I I think they were like he was trying to rehearse with the director, and the guy kept like putting lights behind him and like aiming it, you know, like making a lot of noise. I think that's what it was. And he was, you know, it was a pretty heavy scene, and this the DP was like just moving, you know, moving these lights closer and like that. And finally, he just lost his shit, you know. And it's also, it's not just like that day. It's like, you know, a lot of times people have just pent up, you know, they're tired, yeah. they fucking hate the script, they have to deal with some dipshit producers or something like that, and they're just like, <laughs> fuck this job. I need the money, but fuck this job. And they just lose their shit. And oh, I swear to God, set photographers are the fucking heel. <laughs> the crew really we definitely get shit on yeah because we're you know we don't have to be there you're not the fucking boom guy you have to hold the mic you know you're not you're you're basically like the ad agency you know like you're there to kind of make them look good after the movie's made you know right <laughs> so nobody gives a shit about you on set really and right. it's only when you can kind of blow them away with images before they you know so like having a movie like the Joker got me a couple other jobs and those things, you know, they're like, we love your stuff and we want you there. And then the director meets you and he's like, I love your stuff here, blah, blah, blah. So that's a good thing. And it's, but it's, that takes a lot of work, you know, because if Can, you're, if you're not known, nobody gives a flying shit. This reminds me of a story that I want you to tell. You were on the, out the Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, Spider-Man two with Jamie, with, Fox. Uh, Jamie Foxx. You got into some trouble with Sony. Mm. Do you want to tell that story? Uh, no. Okay, never mind. No. <laughs> I don't know. I just, you know, I, I posted a couple images and I got my ass handed to me. Well, you post, you photoshopped a couple images. You were with, you were with. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were I with, was with the president. Avi. You were the president of Marvel, Avi Ared. Oh, he's, he's like, yeah, Kova. Yeah, he's basically the dude. Yeah. And, so Avirod, and who's basically like he's basically like your fucking like most awesome Russian like or Israeli like gun runner guy, 
uncle, you know, like he was like my dream <laughs> oh, yeah, Israeli yeah. gun running uncle. And he walks around with these huge black Uggs and he's got this giant Rottweiler and he smokes cigars and Naviarad. But uh, he was great. And I liked him a lot. And he was sitting in this chair and we were at stage six in Long Island and Gold Coast. And, um, and, and it's at stage six and he's sitting right underneath it, this huge, you know, stage door. And I just, I sent him a photo and I said, and I photoshopped stage out and I put Sinister in because, you know, Sinister. The same font. Same font, yeah. And it was one of those things that, you know, there was no actors in it. There was no, you know, uh, cast or, or, you know, uh, set pieces or, or costumes or anything like that. It was just the producer and the fucking giant wall. And it said Sinister Six. Well, fucking, you know. Well, Sinister Six is the setup. Yeah. Sinister Six was in the comic books. The Sinister Six was Spider-Man's like the it's like the it's like the villain team up against Spider-Man. Right. So it was like six of the big, you know, like Octo, Dr. Octopus and the Vulture and Craven the Manhunter and all these guys. Right. So it was like known for like that was like the ultimate team up against Spider-Man. Right. Well, the you know, the internet got a hold of it and they're like well, the How next they get fucking it, Marvel you know? movie. Well, I posted it like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, t- remind me, remind me about what happened when you were at dinner, and then the oh uh, yeah, that's ringing. right. Because I think I was I was starting. No, I was done with. Maybe I was done you with Noah. Like, I, th- I was. I don't know. I was doing something for Noah. You I was up in dinner. Montreal. That's right, Montreal. And uh, yeah, I get this phone like crazy phone call, and it's like you know, big heads of Sony were just like. What are you doing? <laughs> I was like, what, what happened? I don't know. I, you know, it's just, you live and learn. I mean, you know, I mean, I, that's the thing is, you know, so even on the Joker, I was, I, you know, I was, I posted a couple images and then I got basically a season desist letter, you know, right. from Joker. I can't post anything from Joker. Like I, I can only post whatever the director posts. So, wow. And it's one of those things that, whatever, it's their entity. It's not really my image. It's definitely not my images. It's right. my photos I take, but I'm work for hire, you know? I, right. And you have to respect that shit. Um, you know, certain film companies will be like, yeah, post whatever you want. I mean, even Darren, our mother, was like, yeah, post anything you want. I, see, um, I would think that it would be beneficial to a lot of these people. Like, I would yeah, think, because I know that... But, know it's that also, but it's also, you know, the actor's images. It's right. like, you know... I mean, if I was going to post something about Keanu, I ask Keanu, you know, or something like that. You know, I ask the director and producer if it's okay or the film company. You just got to make sure it's okay before you start shooting oh, shit obviously, out. Obviously, obviously. I mean, but like I mean, the balls on you, it's unbelievable. I remember when you were working on, you just, you were working on John Wick 2. And yeah. you were, you, you, you and I met, I think it was right before Josh, our friend Josh left. Uh-huh. Or left, and maybe it was, I don't remember who. Well, I don't remember what it was. But you met me. We had drinks, and you busted your phone out, and you showed me all your pictures from uh, John Wick. Right. And one thing I always know is, <clears throat> I, I can pick your images out of, of anybody. I under I like the coloring, the lighting, the images. Like your your particular images are very recognizable as your own. You've kind mm. of created a style that's incredibly recognizable in terms of photographers. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, I mean, you know. It's, you, it's true. But, that's, you, but that's just, you know, you want to do that with anything creative. You know, that's the thing. It's like your knives are your own style. Yeah, you know, but you how have do your you, own. Yeah, but how do you, but if you think about like photography, photography is so different than anything else. How do you, how do you gain 
how do you gain your own style when you're taking an image of something that is out there and exists? Well, I, well you pick, you know, I've always picked the weird images. Like right. I always pick the fucked up ones, you know. And I remember on Spider-Man, they fucking hated it. Like Sony hated my shit. They were just like, "Why are you just taking a picture of her shins?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know, because it's cool. She's got all these marks all over them." And they're like, "No, no, 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 no." Emma Stone will not have pictures of her shins. And I was like, okay, fine, fine. But, you know, I just, I was kind of a, you know, an art dick. And I was like kind of standing up for my own, you know, whatever. And I remember when it started the post, which is a Spielberg film. And uh, I remember getting in the elevator with him. Or, and I, I, you know, I got in the elevator and he, him and his entourage jump in the elevator. Who, and Steven, who? Spielberg. And All Steven right. looks over at me and he's just like, you know, like, I, I love your images. I love your images. You know, the images I like are the really weird ones. <laughs> oh, perfect. And I was like, oh, my God. It's like vind- total vindication of all the bullshit I spent, like, you know. Because, you, ha- you know, as a photographer, you have to get all these meat and potatoes images that the film company needs. Right. You know, and rightfully so. Like, look, if they want to comp something with these people and they make their poster and all that stuff and certain things won't fit because it's not vertical and all these things. So you try to cover everything and in a movie like snake eyes or like spider-man you have you know a million like fucking swords and ninja stars that you need to shoot for like fucking hasbro you know because they got to make the toys really so, yeah there's a ton of things you got to do and you're also shooting stuff for the costume department in case they have an oscar you know an oscar nod and they have to send a book to the oscars so they want nice images like there's all these things that I, but I'm, you know, I'm hired as a photographer. I go in, dude, I'm, I'm on set for what? 12, 13 hours a day, every day. And for me, what the fuck else are you going to do? You know, <laughs> hang out by crafty and just talk shit. No, you, you're just, you're on set as much as you can. You take as many photos as humanly possible because you got to edit them the next day. And that's the, you know, that's the killer is like, you got to fucking, I'm better at editing than I am f- taking photos. I think. How many pictures do you think you take per day on a film? Uh, probably around two to three thousand. Two to three thousand, and then yeah. once they're edited down, how many do you have? Uh, you know, eight percent. So you know, two hundred, something like that. Wow. Um, but you know, I, there's you know, we had like a some crazy battle scene on GI Joe where I shot six six and a half thousand images. Jesus. And then I had to edit them. <laughs> so, gonna, so I don't go out at all on the weekend. If I'm on location, I just stay in and I edit. That's all I do. I, I have to tell you one funny thing. Yeah. When you sent me the backstage images, you gave one of the knives that I made to uh, to Snake Eyes, yeah. Henry Golding, and another one to uh, Storm Shadow. Andrew Koji. Andrew Koji. Yeah. Super nice guys. Yeah. Unbelievably nice guys. Yeah. The best part about those pictures were the villain. You can't see sitting, that. Shh. I can't. No. All right, never mind, dude. I just, I was just, <laughs> I was just saying, Jeff, how, you can't spill the beans, brah. I'm not gonna spill the beans. I, it's a dude. I, th- okay, there's yeah, a the villain. villain. There's a villain. I'm not gonna give anything away. The villain <laughs> is looking on with yeah. this look of disgust. Oh, he dude, didn't, he, didn't he didn't get didn't one either. either. I know. I was trying to. He time didn't get it. one either. And then I walk in. I love that dude, dude. He was so cool. And I, he looked so like. Why didn't I get one? Yeah, I was like, the I'm villain. so sorry. I don't have one for you. Uh, <laughs> well, you should have given him yours, and that would have made you another one. I was That's at the fine. hotel. That's fine. Um, 
That was so fun. No, I was looking at you sent me those pictures. I'm like, and you said to me, these are I'll never work again pictures. Don't show them to anybody. I didn't show them to anybody. I'm not going to show them to anybody. Yeah, yeah. But the funniest part is you're looking at this dude and he's got his hands crossed. He looks like the villain. I'm assuming he's the villain. Yeah, yeah. And he just looks like fuck this what am i in this room here for i'm not getting anything <laughs> <laughs> he looked so pissed but i heard you you know you made knives for henry though after right Dude, henry reached out henry both oh, cool. henry and andrew reached out to me and oh, henry awesome. said henry was so nice yeah henry yeah. golding was so nice and i'll tell you a funny story he was so nice he wanted a knife and he said yeah, i yeah. wanted a knife and, da, da, da. and i made him a knife uh-huh. and it was cool it was a great little knife and then i don't know what happened I have no idea, but it was stolen out of his, um, out of his, out of wherever the guy delivered the package. Oh, ouch! It was deli- It was delivered into like a common room or something like that, and and he started saying, "Well, we haven't gotten in." I said, "Well, I'll check the tracking." And he said, "Well, it, it, it says it was, it was dropped off," and he goes, oh, well, "It's not here." So he was just, he was so upset, and I was just like, "I'll make you another one. Don't worry about it. I'll make the exact <laughs> same one." And I made him exact same one, and I knocked it out. But the funny part was. I did a drawing from. I thought, you know, because he wanted me to put something on it that was very snake eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really like it wasn't. It was too late in the game. It was too hard to do. So right. I decided just to make him a watercolor. So right. I made him a watercolor of the of the of the knife, but I yeah. spelled his name Henry Golden. For some reason, I thought oh, it was Henry Golden. Yeah. So the thief not only has the knife, but it has a misspelled name. I would have been embarrassed <laughs> if Henry Golding opened it up and he's just like, who the fuck is Henry Golden? Yeah, Henry you know? Golden. Now a totally different dude. Yeah, totally different dude. How yeah. humiliating would it have been if he's yeah. like, I ah, buy this knife and it... what Henry Golden? Who the fuck Henry is that? Go- yeah, where are you? Take your knife, you Mr. Golden, whatever you are. He yeah, was no, a super awesome. cool dude and I yeah, said, I said, I said, listen, don't pay don't you don't have to he, you offer to pay for the second one, I'm like don't pay for the second one. Just, you know, do a little Instagram love and that'll oh, be Oh, nice. And he did. He, he yeah, he some, super some he love. super did. Yeah. No, super nice guy, just super supportive and really really cool. And Say so super and again. same thing with the Andrew Same thing with Andrew Golden. He was super. <laughs> there you go. You did. So was uh, so what so is the Snake Eyes movie going to be any good? Uh yeah, action packed. Action packed. But the, action. you know, everything's delayed. So everything's right. coming out next year, you know. I mean, West Side Story was supposed to hit this Christmas and that's not until 2021. Nothing's until 2021. Really. That was that was like the last time I I really hung out with you. I cooked paella yeah, for yeah. your party. Yeah. And you and you filmed uh you filmed the 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 slow animation or the yeah, slow yeah, yeah. Uh, of making the paella and all like the, the cast of the yeah, West Jets Side and Story the sharks were up. Yeah. They were super cool. They were dancing yeah. around. The dancers seemed like Yeah, that's but what you know, like it, it's fucked up too cuz you know, you got to think like a lot of those guys were ballet and uh, theater in New York City, yeah. and I know a couple of them who had to fucking move back with their parents. Like they I've just got fucked. That. They got fucked. I've, and I've heard that with comedians too. Yeah, and like they, you know, I mean, there it's it's. I think New York Ballet, New York City Ballet, op- is going to open fall twenty twenty one. Can you imagine that a year and what a half? What are these people like, going to do? I don't know. Homeless? What are these people going to do? Jesus Christ! I don't know, man. It's fucked up. I mean, luckily, the movie industry is enough of a fucking, like, you know, cannibalistic monster. Right. And there's enough demand for it, and the money's there. You know, I mean, we're, we're spending more on, like, COVID protection and testing than, than I, th- I think any business on the planet right now, movie Well, business. because the first people to get movies out are the, the ones that are going to make the money. Well, yeah, but it's just, it's this ball and it stopped and it's just, it, it's, it's, there was so much pent up, you know, machines running. 
Now, like all the theater chains are going to be out of business and like that. I mean, that's, you know, it's a big, it's a, I mean, whatever. It's all bullshit. It's, you know, they're fucking movies. They're not like, you know, there's people who are homeless, people who die from this right. shit. You know, it's like, look. you know. I tell you, I, I, uh, we, we see, you can, when you drive around our town, you can see the food trucks. And, the, and uh, yeah. my kid is at the, every Wednesday, she does the food pantry. She does yeah. the uh, helps. And the line of the parents and the families in cars waiting for food delivery. Yeah. It's shocking. You're, yeah. This is a real downward spiral now. Yeah. Now yeah. we're really on the downward spiral. Yeah. But that's, you know, it's, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, movies, yeah, they're fun. People talk about it like that. I mean, I don't know. It's, we're not fucking saving lives. We're, we're no. kicking well, some ninja in the ass, you know, like it's <laughs> not like, but you know, on the other side, I remember, um, somebody had said that, look, you know, on someone's, a lot of people on their deathbed will ask for a film to watch or something like, you know, it's like there's certain things that movies do to people. Yeah. Um, especially escape, you know, um, from their age, from problems or whatever. So, you know, there is benefit to it. It's like music or yeah. anything. You know, well, art. It's, a, it's an investment. I mean, these, it's really an investment. All these companies are like putting an investment into, into the yeah. world and they're hoping for a return. But, you know, I also didn't want to work in New York um, for my first couple movies back, at least till there's a vaccine. So my next like three films are, you know, Boston, Russia, Japan, and uh, are you going Bud back to Budapest? Japan? Yeah, I think John Wick Four might be in Japan and Russia. Um, Dang girl! But uh, and then uh, I might do uh, another film that's in Budapest. I mean that that puts me through next year. I just I don't you know we live my stepdad lives with us and it's like you know he's an old smoker you know he's he's fucking toast if he gets it yeah so and you know <laughs> I, and there's you know there's always a percentage that you might get fucked up or have long lasting you know a friend of mine uh, is a set photographer in New York and she was on one of those last crews and she got it and she still has hard time breathing yeah and that was seven months ago yeah so there's a lot you know there's a lot of I don't know you know some people can just so- get no smell and no taste but some people just yeah. are fucking get brain tumors so like, you know dude i have a friend of mine who we both know who who got a stroke and they think that the stroke came from potentially covid related jesus yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean you know look i mean it's fucking terrible it's yeah. terrible it is terrible, but you know, Papa's got to work <laughs> Papa's go got to work and you know the, gotta the, work. The, the fun thing is you know all I've been doing is like, re- it's not all I've been doing, but I love researching scary looking masks. Like to me, that's a lot of fun. Masks? Yeah. Cause you were supposed to wear full faced visors. So I was thinking like welding masks or like fucking, yeah. you know, like underwater fucking weird, creepy masks, like something to wear on set that just, you know, you can kind of just vanish. Well, but, but the welding mask, you forget it. You, yeah, forget it. You can't see things. shit through it. Yeah. You can't see shit. <laughs> it looked cool, but no. Yeah, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> so in regards to now we've we've kind of we've all now we know who what's going on here. I thought we would kind of delve into I know we have a heart out, so I want to make sure I get this bit in. One of the parts about the downward spiral was we would kind of talk about these kind of crazy stories. So I had a list of stories and I and I I'm gonna give you the option in regards to which ones you want to hear. Yeah. The first one is a British wildlife park is having a problem with cursing parrots. Do you want to hear Wait, about that? Wait, is this that? new shit? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, there's yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. All right, so 
Uh, but we don't know. Br- oh yeah, go. This is fine. Uh. So, <laughs> so the British Wildlife Park has removed five African gray parrots from public view because of the fowl's foul language. Um, the Lincolnshire Wildlife Park adopted the parrots about six weeks ago and put them in quarantine. Uh, during the time together, the birds shared the ability to curse up a storm, <laughs> which is something that is engaged quite often, uh, according, according to the park CEO. I get called a fat fuck every time I walk past, Nicholas awesome. told, told CNN. But the, the potty mouth parrots aren't even uncommon in his line of work. For the last 25 years, we've always taken uh, parrots that sometimes have a bit of blue language. Blue <laughs> language? Uh, yeah, they, he's been walking past the... Is that blue collar? What is that? No, blue language. They're walking past the parrots, and the parrots are calling him fat fucks. Um, I've never heard blue language before. Yeah, blue language. That's an old expression. Uh, really? It's like, yeah, well, yeah, blue is in like he's he's working blue. So they're. Huh, uh, I've never heard that. So by coincidence, uh, we took in five the same week, and uh, the more they swear, the usually they laugh, which then triggers them to swear more. Nichols says the cur- the cursing birds sound like old men's working club scenario where they are just swearing and laughing. Um, they're quite nervous because uh, if they uh, teach each other bad language and I end up with 250 swearing birds, I don't know what we'll do. So, yeah, that's not yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, I don't think. I it's mean, fun- the thing is, but this is you know that's the problem. We're in such a fucking downward spiral today that. We should be doing the upward spiral because shit about like, you know, shit talking parrots compared well, I mean, to like white supremacists. Is a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I have a couple more. I was going for, I was going for more. Uh, well, you know, there are, you know, murder hornets have been found. There's a mur- yeah, murder. Yeah, they, 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 I heard they uh, got rid of them yesterday. Yes, uh, the nest was found. Uh, mur- first murder hornet nest in the U.S. was found in Washington State. Did you see the picture of them getting rid of it? No. Fucking awesome. I mean, well, they were like, I, I've never seen those beekeeper outfits, but it was like hazmat meets beekeeper meets like armor meets what, like robots. From what they were saying, the stingers are so long, they go through a traditional beekeeper's outfit. Yeah, they were weird looking. They were like full on like uh, E.T. going to spray your home style. All right. So in Spokane, Washington, scientists have discovered the first nest of so-called murder hornets in the United States and plan, uh, and plan to wipe out Saturday to protect the native honeybees. After weeks right. of searching, the agency found it to be a, a nest of giant uh, Asian giant hornets in Blaine near Seattle. Oh, uh, bad weather delaying, destroying the things. The world's uh, longest hornets are two inches long, uh, five centimeters. Invasive insects decimate entire hives of honeybees and deliver painful stings to people. Farmers in northwest U.S. depend on these honeybees to pollinate their crops, including raspberries and blueberries. Despite their name, uh, hype around the insect uh, has stirred fears. Uh, yeah, so murder hornets uh, kill a few dozen people a year in Asian countries. That's not a lot. That's, that's, that's not a lot. I mean, you know, when you consider 200,000 people have died from coronavirus, uh, yeah, a couple, yeah. couple, you know, five or six yeah. people from, from murder I mean, hornets. And, you know, it's like, it's like the guitar player from Slayer died from his own spider bite. What? Like he has pet spiders and he got bit by one of the spiders and died. Like that's the way to go out. How did that guy die? Oh, he fucking got hit by a murder hornet. Like, Jesus. That's badass. Yeah. He said, yeah. It says uh, the nest was found after a worker for the Washington State Arch- uh, Agriculture Department caught two of the large hornets in a trap. Uh, two more living hornets were captured in another trap on Thursday using dental floss. 
dental huh. floss, ent- uh, entomologists were able to attach radio trackers to three Jesus. hornets. They're so big, you can fucking tie a, tie a tracker to them. That's amazing. Uh, which led them to the discovery of the nest. That's how they found that they put like a, a spider, like how Spider-Man used to put a spider tracer on these yeah. uh, fucking things. The That's nest amazing. was found inside the cavity of a tree in a private property. Uh, dozens of hornets were seen buzzing out of the tree. Property owners were given permission, gave permission to the staff to uh, uh, get rid of them. I mean, how do you think a guy was it agricultural, like a ship shipping container or something like that with larvae on it or something? Like that seems uh, crazy, dude. It's you know, dude. Have you heard about these fucking weird things that your wife posted about them? Oh. That people were getting sent Chinese seeds. Yeah, we got those. We got them too. So it's it's like people are like, what? Why are people just getting these random seeds? Yeah, and it was like it's like it's against the law to plant them because it could be these invasive species. It's all right. Yeah, I guess it's already been done. There was like some like you know seventy seventy five year old dude, gray haired dude from like you know Iowa is like, oh, I planted them. I thought it'd be (laughs) fun to find out. You know, meanwhile, it's a scene from fucking you know. Stephen King's, like, you know, whatever. Or, like, Little Shop of Horrors or something yeah, like that. Yeah. No, but see, that's the thing. It's not some dude from Iowa. You know, it's some douchebag who just. It was. Some, it was a like... dude from Iowa. Oh, it was? Oh, I thought yeah. it was going to be some, like, some fucking kid who just. No, bought his, no. Like, it was, a, it was some old, like, gardener guy who was like, oh, I thought that was. I wanted to see what the hell it was. No, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being truthful. I saw the photo of him. You know, like four teeth. And he's like, I'm going to plant this <laughs> shit. I don't know. You know, whatever. It's uh so here's the, here, what's the other oh remember I was talking about Oklahoma you know Marty's yeah. movie wants to yeah, be in Oklahoma yeah. and it's not even Oklahoma it's like on the Osage reservation which is depressing as fuck yeah like you know any, any if you've ever been on a reservation ugh, oh, it's just my dad dragged me to one in Taos and I was like this is the oh, worst. it's I feel, so I feel depressing like I hate my life it's there. so depressing and it's just like it's it's like being in a refugee camp basically yeah. and so we're supposed to shoot there for whatever and it's one of those things that. I was just looking at Oklahoma shit. I think I was going to say this before, but there was this, this article about this this dude who got rushed to the hospital in Oklahoma, covered in blood, lower half, um, gets to the hospital, and they're like, what happened? And he said, well, these two guys castrated me. What? In the woods at a cabin. And then they ate it, ate parts of me. And comes to find out the guy had hired them to castrate him. And because and because you can't really do, you know, do it in your living room, you got to, you know, maybe find a way to castrate somebody hidden. So they went to this cabin in the woods, these two dudes, three guys. One of them was castrated. But they didn't suture him up correctly, whatever. And he kind of like, it wasn't like he was escaping, but his, you know, it started bleeding out. And, uh, but the guy in the, I guess the guy, when he got there, as he was finished, the guy looked at him and said, well, I'm saving all your parts in here. I'd like to eat them. And then the fridge was like full of fucking nuts and stuff, <laughs> like body parts and shit. The guy like free, whatever, ran away. But it, you know, it's one of those things, Oklahoma, that happened four <laughs> days ago, four fucking well, days ago. You, four days ago. You see, yeah. this, see, see, this all very seems, I mean, this is. Ladies and germs, this is a complete downward spiral. This is the way it normally. We actually did one episode where we were talking about a dude in in Germany who got who was a cannibal, obviously Germany. Yeah, and Germany. He had, he had uh, he had like he'd asked somebody, I was like, I want to be eaten, and mm. he, we did a whole thing about it. But I'm glad you brought that up. But no, but you know, and then I think there was like the the local health guy was saying, oh yeah. <laughs> 
we get people we get people who want to get castrations done outside hospital like 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 you know what is that backyard abortions or whatever the fuck that's you know like uh, alleyway abortions <laughs> like like but they want to do it with their johnson you know like they just want to get castrated but but not at a hospital why what the, what the fuck like is there a sexual assault like a sight excitement for that or is it like but this guy got brought to the woods in a cabin like can you imagine like so, yeah, I'd shake man, it's my like, head no. Yeah, it's, I, it's like a Rob even, Zombie film at that point. I don't point. even like go to the doctor and having them like grab my testicles to turn and cough. No, no, no. That's some the, dudes the in, the fucking, in the fucking scissor, scissors mm-hmm. in the jungle. Why don't you heat that knife up? Yeah, no. Oh, um, yeah, no, that was that was one thing. And then, you know, and then I went down the beginning of this pandemic thing. I went down the rabbit hole of, of um, pangolin eating. Because oh, oh, pangolin, not penguin. Those those fucking not a pangolin, but a pangolin. Yeah, those like Pokemans. Well, yeah, I mean they're like armadillos. Yeah, but yeah. you know, there's this whole thing on you know Chinese people like eat this awesome shit, and then then I was reading about like it's like Papua New Guinea, they love them, and fucking yeah. weird place in Africa, and they like oh they boil them, but there's like it's like when people eat fucking get, like uh, prairie dogs in the southwest, and then get the bubonic plague. You know, this is true. It's like this is true. It's like it's just this. What? <laughs> I mean, of course you're inviting a fucking like, you know, Antarctic thing disease into the world by eating crazy shit. It's always the eating the crazy shit. Yeah, it's yeah. always eating the crazy shit. Yeah, I mean, what was we that first film we watched? As soon as I got back from Japan was Pandemic. You know that Soderbergh one yeah. where they eat the crazy shit and. That's or she's at some Chinese like Chinatown market or something like that and gets fucked and she dies and anyways but it's a lot of fun. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's head back. I have another. I have another. I have a few more stories. But you I mean you see if you like them, we'll go. If you don't, you don't. A Brazilian senator was caught hiding cash between his butt cheeks. Did it, was his butt cheeks bitten off by a Komodo dragon? <laughs> no. Uh, well, that's uh, not... Brazilian Senator Chico Rodriguez. Chico. Was... <laughs> <laughs> I never even never even made the connection oh, between his butt Chico. Chico. <laughs> I never even made the fucking connection. Uh, that God, makes it so yeah. much better. I didn't yeah. read the, the guy's name. Can you imagine? You have a stack of bills between your butt cheeks hey, and your Chico. ears. Chico. You know where to put them. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, too bad his name wasn't like who know what. I mean, how much better can that be? See Fucking Chico. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Chico Rodriguez was caught was caught by the police raid with money hidden between his butt cheeks. Uh, on Wednesday, a judicial source briefed on the matter told Reuters that amid investigations into the misuse of 9-11 re- response funding. In the Senate, Rodriguez represents Ugh. the state of something or other and has been chosen as the deputy leader of the agenda of the administration of President blah, blah, blah. Corruption, corruption, corruption. Wait, you said Brazil? Yeah, Brazil. Oh. So corruption, corruption, corruption. Um, federal police declined to comment, citing confidentiality. Yeah, but this this is Brazil. <laughs> this is like the most corrupt country on earth, outside I'll, of like Sudan or like Chad or something. I like that the federal police just declined to comment, except for we know that he had the money in his butt. You know, what I mean, Chico. it's just like cheek. Yeah, so uh, that was that. So <laughs> <laughs> Chico had him in his butt. 
<laughs> so that's it. You can't get much better than that. No. That story's over. Yeah. Done. All right. Next, next. one is <laughs> German Circus is selling jars of lion and tiger shit. We know about that? Mm. Yeah, well, what? Why? <laughs> well, let's do, let's find out. <laughs> this is my like tears in my eyes. Chico, I can't believe his name was fucking Chico. <laughs> 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 ah, ah, fucking Chico. Of course, it's in your butt. All right. So Berlin, uh, one creature's droppings can be another person's another's treasure. As huh. Germany's Crone Circus is finding out during new coronavirus pandemic. Home to 26 lions and tigers, the circus has found an unusual side income and raised money despite coronavirus-related restrictions, selling jars of big cat droppings. Customers huh. have told the lion, lion tamers that they swear by the stuff. I'm what, told it to keeps... Eat <laughs> no, I mean, I think that has to be a byproduct. Huh. But he says, I'm told it keeps it keeps cats away from the garden. And since we, uh, we've huh. learned that, uh, it keeps other animals away from the car where they eat the electric cables. I guess I guess they're you just throw hey. a bunch of lion shit up in the hood. <laughs> yeah, I guess they got a problem. I've just, never just water it down, get a spray can, and just start spraying. Yeah, that, that's right. Give me some... Vaporized cat. That, you know, shit. Yeah. this all sounds crazy. So the circus pop-up show gives away uh, gives away people some laughs. Uh, Lacey says the circus awaits for the performers to run. Jars sell for five euros a piece, huh. and some of the money is going to the charity to improve the, improve the living conditions of the uh, well, captive animals. Well, all I got to say is if I go to Germany and I go to the circus and there is a jar of lion shit for five euros. You're buying it. I am fucking buying it. Of there's course. No, there's no question. Of course. Yeah. What you do with it is your business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, I, I started raising chickens because that's what you do, I guess, during a yeah. pandemic. And I swear to God, we have these big ass raccoons that come up and try to eat the food all the time. So I've, you know, whatever. I'm trying everything. I got all these light panels all around that come on, like security lights. But if I had lion shit. Oh, my God. God. And I sprinkled that around the coop. Can you, can you imagine? Like, I would Dude, love to just see what the raccoons would do I might, if they smell lion shit. You might consider smearing it on the chickens. Yeah, like yeah. a bl- totally. like body armor. <laughs> yeah, <It would laughs> lion shit body armor. <laughs> but the problem is, can you, you know, imagine you're getting pretty close to that pangolin <laughs> at that point. You know, they lay an egg, and they, you know, they clean their feathers, and they lay the egg, and you get lion shit. And... That's that's the next yeah. pandemic. Oh, what happened? Well, this dude was trying to protect his chickens. He's so smearing them in lion, lion shit. shit. Uh, his uh, eggs, his eggs came out like yeah, uh, nuclear. Egg, yeah, the eggs came out, and that's uh, coronavirus that was, that was number. 21. Yeah, coronavirus 2021. <laughs> I would definitely uh, buy. You know you're going to buy. You know you're going to buy. If five euros, you're buying that tiger nothing. shit. I mean, if it was like $300 nothing. or something like that, five euros, I would give them five euros just to stay open. <laughs> I mean, you buy, it just to, you buy it just to have. Yeah. You don't use it for anything. Well, what would you say at customs, though? Good question. Yeah. Can you, you bring lion shit a- in? I don't think you can bring. I don't lion think you can bring shit. That, <laughs> That's a good I mean, one. I never thought about bringing shit across a border. Huh? I don't know what you do. I mean, maybe you get Chico Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> Bend over, See, Chico. He knows what to do. He knows what to do. I got some <laughs> elephant shit that needs hiding. <laughs> he 
Chico knows what to do. <laughs> that motherfucker. Uh, no, he's in the smuggling of uh, animal feces across the uh, border. Classic bags up his butt. Uh, uh, oh, God. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> the next one, we're going back down to South America. Sex toy sales takes off amid Colombia's coronavirus quarantine. Yeah, but that's, a, that's, the, that's worldwide. Oh, dude. Isn't it? <laughs> there, apparently, it's gotta be. So you gotta think, like, who are who's making bank right now? You know, porn servers. Oh my god! And Netflix. You know, well, and like I don't know. I it just feels like in like at home chef stuff. Oh, oh yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Oh, listen, the knife <laughs> business isn't, hasn't been better. Yeah, I mean, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. And so, you know what? You know what I've been doing? Go ahead. I've been. Uh, you know, buying cat shit. I've been buying cat shit. No, I, mean, I I was doing real estate photography. I I heard that. Yeah, because it's like you know you, know, you have to think you have to literally have to think like okay, so what's what's the exploding market here besides Amazon and you know the big tech guys? Yeah, and it's fucking real estate. Everyone wants to get the fuck out of the city. So Dude, you got, you must be like oh, I I've heard nothing but Westchester is like exploding. In the it's exploding. There's people who. You know, we met our new neighbors up the road the other day, and they were like, "Oh, we put an offer on a house. It was, it was the first day it was open. It was gone in two hours, and you had to bid over the asking price, right. and it had to be cash. Right? Like motherfuckers rolling in with like a suitcase. You know, dude. I've I've heard it. I've heard it. My <laughs> uh, my sister out in Long Island told me that like. People are showing up with like there's 16 offers on a on a house that would yeah. never get 16 offers. Yeah, it's totally crazy. But in Bogota, Gerson Manji holds up his cell phone, proudly show off his online sex sex shop with a red banner reading "Sold Out" across all his all of his uh, all of his products. While most Colombian businesses suffered during the five week lockdown meant to curb the spread of coronavirus, one online industry has seen an explosion in sales. Sex toys are flying off the virtual st- virtual shelves. This is Colombia. They're they're fucking they're fucking some toys. Sales sales started going up day four of the quarantine. They're, the rise is fifty percent. People are at home and they have more time on their hands. And they and uh, with their partners or alone, they need some fun for their daily activities. And it comes to being intimate. Yeah. So these well, Colombians that, are. Yeah, but that makes sense. I mean, you know, the crazy one was that you know Jordan Klepper is the comedian. Who's that? He's a comedian. Sounds he was, familiar. He does like Daily Show stuff. He like interviews Trump people, at, like yeah, you know, okay. tr- at, like uh, whatever the um, truck, you know, like a whatever fucking parking lot, right, right, style. But he's funny as shit. But he was interviewing this one guy, and this guy's just like, "Fuck yeah, man! My business is ten times better than it was during the Obama years." And oh he said, yeah. He's like, "Well, what do you do?" He's like, "I'm a debt collector." <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, yeah. Your business is fucking booming. God damn. Oh, so sad. That's so sad. You kind of have to laugh at that shit. That's, I don't know. Well, th- that brings me to our next next one. A novelty toilet paper roll keeps the a Finnish bakery in business. Huh. <laughs> so, in Helsinki, a quick thinking Helsinki bakery has saved itself from financial ruin due to a new coronavirus pandemic by creating a cake that looks like toilet paper. The, so the cake looks like a roll of toilet paper. Oh, I've this, seen those, 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 like, there's all those, like, Instagram videos or, like, meme things of, like, people cutting open, like, you know, like, toothpaste oh, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. actually cake. 
Yeah, so the dismayed staff at this bakery found that their orders canceled last month. And at the same time as panicked consumers began to hoard paper to- uh, toilet paper rolls. Right. This sparked the idea of a toilet roll cake made of oat batter, passion fruit mousse, covered with white fondant. The first five cakes sold within an hour, the baker said, and the cakes became a social media hit. The bakery now has had a hun- hundreds of orders, and its owner has said uh, it has to hire two extra people to her nine-member team. For us, it's a game changer. I'm, uh, I'm relieved to know that all my employees are safe for months now. Yeah, so that's, not, this, that's, a, that's an upward spiral. That's a, that's that's a, a fucking happy story. Dude, that is a crazy smart move. Yeah. Who would have thought? Your bakery is like, no one's buying your fucking bread. And what are we going to make? Let's make a fucking toilet paper cake. Yeah. It looks like a fucking, it looks like a used toilet. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know about used, but it looks yeah. like it's like, you know, one of the things. I mean, that's, well, you that's open a it fucking up, it's definitely, yeah. But, what you it, know, I mean, you just got to. you can't do, can't, you can't, inside can't be chocolate, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> no that's what they with a passion Fudge. food. Whatever you yeah. do, the inside. You just fill it with cat shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're right there. Yeah. Five euros. That's right. You're right there. You're right there. God damn. But that was uh, just some smart thinking, but it is funny because now that I, I didn't even realize it, it's like, all the inside's all white. They got to keep the inside white. They ain't going to sell many yeah. if it's chocolate, like chocolate on the inside. On the inside. Uh, well, it makes sense. I, you know, I, I, you got to be, you got to be proactive. I mean, you know, this is a, this is a podcast that goes out to like it's a maker thing, right? So it's well, creative it's whatever people, I want. Right? It's whatever I want. No, I it's obviously because we're talking about cat shit. But <laughs> but it's you know like people listening are probably have their own little creative companies and things like that. Right. And I think the the re how people are staying afloat is just by you know these people are rethinking what their business model is. That's the only way to survive. And I think that technology did the same thing, you know, technology, did the same thing to movies, you know, and, and basically it's like, well, we're fucked. And you're like, no, you're not fucked. You just got to th- rethink your, your model and, <laughs> and sell, to, you know, there's, there's a market. There's always a market for some, whatever you want to do. It's just at the time, you know, shit like movie theaters and bus drivers aren't really the fucking hot commodity. Right. You know, you got to rethink what you can do, you right. know? No, you're 100% right. I have a friend who I went to college with who's in fashion, and he started a company on fashionable masks that match your, like, if you're an executive. Right. You It would, like, match your outfit. Like, you get the pocket square and the mask, and they'd match, and then yeah. you kind of, like, I mean, you know, whatever you've. I mean, you got to people got to figure something out. <laughs> you got to figure either, something out. You're you know, not gonna. You can't just wait for the fucking federal government to. You can't just wait for some ugh. cat. You know, get some big cats and sell mm-hmm. the poop. You know. Yeah, because you you know you got to feed them. <laughs> you have to feed them. <laughs> All right. The next next one comes from. Uh, the next one is Facebook ad flags onion seed business for images deemed overtly sexual. Huh. <laughs> uh, officials with the Canadian business said they were surprised. Oh, uh, officials with the Canadian business said <laughs> they were left surprised, confused, and somewhat amused when a face when Facebook refused to run an ad because a photo of onions was flagged as overly sexual. Uh, Jackson McLean, manager at Gaze Seeds Company in, in St. John's, Newfoundland, in Labrador, said the company submitted an ad to Facebook to promote its Walla Walla onions. But submitted images were rejected by the social media uh, network because they depicted as a group of onion. A group of onions were depicted as overtly sexual. So I guess they put the onions together and it looked like a set of titties. Yeah, but that's but that's you know you got to think what's what the the algorithm. They're not people sitting behind a desk anymore. It's all AI, you know, self learning. It's a computer exactly what telling it you what it, what 
what is going to look bad and they just flag it and they because there's so much shit out there that you have to have ai doing that stuff it's like the the fucking um the archaeological society had a huge um you know uh symposium thing recently and <laughs> they couldn't they 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 were their word bone kept flagging on facebook so they couldn't <laughs> post anything so they thought it was like a boner or something like that. But, you know, so it's uh, that's whatever. exactly the end. They yeah. use uh, they were saying we use automated technology to keep nudity yeah. off our apps. But sometimes it doesn't know Walla Walla onions <laughs> from a pair of titties. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love that shit. Yeah. We, uh, so funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So watch your onions. So are you there. sitting in your are you in your car? Yeah. It's the most comfortable way to record. Yeah, that's pretty great. Well, I mean, because, you know. It's it's quiet. I, I dude, I, we've been spending years trying to get it quiet. This is the quietest. Actually, Josh told me the best thing to do is to be inside a room, inside a room. Yeah. So I just the truck is. I got leather seats. I can put them where I want. I'm super uh -huh. comfortable, and it's and it's quiet, and the, and it makes the audio sound great. You P.S. If for future guests, Nico is in the woods and yeah. he's using a fucking Xbox <laughs> headphones and he sounds amazing. Oh, wow. Some of you motherfuckers are real flea bags. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I get, I get, no, I get, I get. My buddy Chris Cash calls me up every every so often to tell me when the when the audio is bad. Your audio is unbelievable. Oh, you know, I just unplugged it from my controller like five minutes before because I was like, oh, could I just use my phone? And I, I, yeah, I even tried my phone because. It doesn't matter if it's a computer or a phone. It's just it's 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 just audio. It's audio integration. But yeah. the app that you're using doesn't. It's not on iOS yet. So they're like they're working hard. That's what they said. They're working hard on getting Boy, over to a phone. You sound amazing. Well, so thanks, buddy. I'm, I'm super pumped, yeah. uh, dude. I got to tell you. Yeah. This is the most fun I've had since the last time we did this. You have an open door policy to be on this anytime you want. You call me up and say, I want to record. You, you got an open door anytime you want. All right. So the next one is a uh, man who farted in an Uber ends up in court. You want to hear about that one? No, why don't we should just stop it? We no, we got a couple because, more. No, we because we we, we gotta, it was a beautiful wanna, ending that we just kind of pulled I got together. A better, I got a better one. You can't famous. say like anytime you want to come back, you're welcome to come back, come and then on, say a guy farted in an Uber. <laughs> yeah, he got arrested. No, no one to know about. No. All right, famous fish who ate all his friends gets <laughs> cheered up at a 16th birthday party. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at you laughing. <laughs> it's funny. What famous, is a famous fish that yeah. ate all of his friends gets cheered up by a 16th birthday party? Is that Artie? Artie Farty had a party and all the farts were there. <laughs> no, I dumped Artie Fart. I dumped the fart one. <laughs> grumpy free. face, a grumpy face grouper <laughs> named Miko in a Finland. We're in Finland a lot. In a, in a Finland aquarium was more down in the mouth than usual after the facility temporarily closed in the public due to the coronavirus pandemic. So the aquarium staff threw him a birthday. Miko missed seeing his human friends at the seafood uh, sea, uh, laboratory because he had no fish companions in his tank due to the fact that he wouldn't stop eating them. So an aquarium representative told Live Science in the email, since the COVID-19 shutdown, Miko's caretakers noted that the already solitary fish seemed lip, lip, listless and apathetic. Um, though he was still physically healthy, to cheer him up, they recently brought him a special treat to celebrate his 16th birthday, a salmon cake. Uh, the birthday fish enthusiastically devoured the delicacy and he didn't have to share with anyone. 
So Miko, Miko is sad because he ate all but his friends. But they didn't eat him. No, he's a famous grouper. I thought no, he. They, I thought he. I thought the the people ate him. No, they gave him a party because they knew he was depressed because he ate all of his friends. Why? Why is your stuff so happy all the time? I mean, that's not happy. What's so happy about that? It's really cute. <laughs> he ate all his friends, but they were trying to cheer him up because he was depressed because he was They're lonely. Not his friends. They're fucking no, but I mean, fish. But the funny thing is, is it's so crazy because it's like, wow, you seem depressed. I wonder why. Oh, yeah, you've eaten all your friends. That's why oh, you're yeah, so that's lonely. Good. Yeah. You've eaten all your friends because that's why you're so lonely. It's you a can't good stop eating sticker. your friends. Yeah, it's a good bumper sticker. Fucking grouper. Fuck stop grouper. eating all your friends. All right, but that would go right to cannibalism. I'm telling you, I'm trying to. I was trying to bring it. Right, I was trying right, to bring right. it home. I was trying yeah, to bring it I home. Yeah, You went. You Here, went way the, around the Finland area. <laughs> well, here's the last one. Here's <clears> the last one. You can figure out if if this is a good one to end or whatever. But this is this is the last one I found. All right. Um, the world's first micro robot operates inside a living butthole. Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a? Uh, okay, I'm not gonna. It was the beginning of it was a butthole surfers joke i'm not going to go there um <laughs> it seems a group of researchers from purdue university have taken the page out of the boat butthole surfers playbook they developed a microbot or a, a micro robot or microbot that can effortlessly surf right up your butthole huh. well <laughs> effortlessly yeah the, well it will it's it it well it really is more of a tumbling motion huh and they tested it on animals. The point is, it's the first successful robot of its kind in the world. No larger than the width of a human hair, Jeez. the microbot has proven itself in an artificial test environment and inside a mouse's and pig's colon. The first time, uh, it's the first time in known human history that such a device, that is a tumbling microbot, has performed successfully in a living organism. I mean, if it went up a mouse's butthole, like... Ours would be like the fucking Grand Canyon, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would be. A, it would I would be think a... about that. A mouse's butthole. Like, that's, <laughs> that's tiny, right? Yeah, it's little. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, uh, so when we say that the robot moves tumbling, what we mean is it's propelling itself forward by performing a series of tiny somersaults. If it helps, you can picture a tiny gymna gymnast doing her routine inside your butthole. Fine. Uh, since the microbot is ridiculously tiny, it can really carry any kind of battery with it. But what does it do? Well, just rolls uh, around your butt. When we when it just roll around, <laughs> it's car up wheels your up your. Yeah. So the mag uh, when we apply a rotating external magnetic field in these robots, they rotate like a car a car tire would to go over rough terrain. Ooh. The magnetic field also p safely penetrates different types of mediums, which is important when the robots are in the human body. Yeah. Uh, when scientists perform this, uh, perform this in their vivo or within a living body, testing in the butt, um, that's not the only thing they Did it say to... testing in the butt? Uh, this is a fucking... They're trying... <laughs> this... Yeah, it wasn't like a... This isn't like the new turn... Can just... you imagine? <laughs> I didn't get Did it Did it from... say it? Yes, oh I'm reading God, word for word. In the butt. I, I'm not. I didn't get this from like the New England School like of Medicine. A, it sounds like a seven-year-old. <laughs> Trusting in the butt. I didn't make it up. <laughs> um, oh wait, I, lo I lost my place here. We're on the um, testing in the butt. Um, 
Sorry. Sorry. Don't do that with your mouth when you're doing that. It sounds really weird. All right. Uh, moving around the colon. Uh, <laughs> moving. All right. So moving a, a robot around the colon is like using a people walker at the airport to get to a terminal faster. Huh. Not only is the floor moving, but um, but also the people around you. In the colon, you have fluids and materials that are following along its path, but the robot is moving in the opposite direction. So it's not a very easy voyage. Uh. The, this marvel of miniature engineering performed uh, incredibly well uh, in the challenging conditions of the butt. What a trooper. So there That's you go. That's insane. And people still can't fucking vote. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Can you Jesus. imagine... They figured out a way for this little rolling robot to, like, roll up your colon to obviously to, you know, this is probably something so we don't have to get, like, colonoscopies anymore. Yeah. You just, like, you know, have the, have a little... I, I In my mind, like, the like those circus music's going on. Yeah. It's, like, rolling... forward. It's rolling up space. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, we can do that shit, but God forbid, like... I know. Anything else. Yeah. I'm convinced that drones are going to be the way of the future, but now I think these tiny, you know, like somersaulting butt robots are going to be where it's at. Yeah, there's a great uh, book that I think Michael Crichton wrote about, uh, like called Swarm, maybe. I I think about like tiny, you know, miniature, like microscopic robots that basically can like dissolve you. Mm. Which is kind of awesome. Well, you know who needs, who probably could use the, uh, tiny microscopic uh, uh, somersaulting butt robots. Who, Trump? Chico Rodriguez. Chico Rodriguez. <laughs> 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 That's Fucking right. Chico. To push out the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, to count the money. Count you got to see how much you got there. That's right. Get the robots. You got to count. You don't know how, how far up they went. He really put it up there. Yeah. Well, ladies and germs... That is how the Howard Spiral was. It's so much better now because we're older and we're a little bit more. We edit each. I mean, we we went we went long long that back in the day, but now we've edited ourselves, and this is my favorite episode of the Howard Spiral podcast. Yeah. Well, yeah, my hands are numb. I've been staying outside for an hour and a half. Well, we're let's just wrap it up. So (laughs) we you have an open invite. Anytime yeah. you call me up and say I want to, I want to spiral on a spiral like we used to. Now we have you don't have to do anything anymore. You used to do everything for the downward spiral, and now yeah. Craig's going to do it all. So oh, you just have Craig. to sit there. And anytime you want to do a downward spiral, we now we have the introduction. All right. You know what to do. Anytime you want to come in, I'll do all the whole, I'll do all the heavy lifting. It's my gift to you, all right. my friend Nico Tavares. You say gift? Gift. Okay. Like gift. Um. Yeah, maybe when I'm in quarantine, we'll we'll do one, dude. Like I said, any time. This was this was my <laughs> kind of po- this was the most fun I've had, and I'm really psyched about it. Yeah, most definitely, bud. So, guys, <laughs> yeah. you need to go to. I'm not talking to you. I already talked to you. I'm talking. Oh no, to wait! The but you got to do your thingies. I got thingies right now. I got no, some no, things- no, not those thingies. What did we used to do? What did we do? We used to like, well, like you shout out and then like get fucked or something like that what was that <laughs> well i gotta i gotta do i got a little i got a little business to handle before we do oh do i have to listen did to we you say get the, what um what what did we used to do i don't remember i don't remember how there we was ended like people it. we pe- like shit that we hated and like 
Well, that, shit that we were. Oh kind of, yeah, go fuck that? yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Fuck, we had yeah. we had an episode. <laughs> we had an episode. That's right. You know, on Knife Talk we have a thing called what's your, I. You know, I've written all those goddamn bits and stuff like that. I for, I think I stole it from. I think I stole it from the Downward Spiral. We had it at the end. It was something. Go fuck yourself. Right. But before we get to that, I just want to say <laughs> you are. Let's do a good. You want if you want to do a go fuck yourself. I don't. I don't. I totally forgot about go fuck yourself. We but, don't. I mean, uh, it's it's it's. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, know. Haven't we been fucked enough? I mean, I mean, this is 2020. Nah, there's certain people that really need to get fucked. Well, I mean, it just seems it just seems like it's enough already with the. Did fucking. I? I. You know what? Go I, ahead. This is the only political thing, but when I saw Mitch McConnell rotting, I started laughing with joy. Wow. He's, he's, he seems like <laughs> Hillary. I asked my wife what that was like, what, what was going on there. Yeah. And Hillary's, Hillary's mother had polio. And so does, so did polio. Mitch McConnell. Huh. Polio. And actually now, um, polio, you know, when you have polio, later in life, you get like, you get you have real problems. She's got real problems. Like almost uh, like she's got like almost paralysis. And Hillary was saying most likely not paralysis, but like you get real real muscular your muscular your muscular right. your musculature it falls <laughs> nice apart. Yeah. But I mean, she said to me, she said to me, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that. So, huh? Yeah, know. no, that guy is fucking bad news. I love. You know what I loved? I have to say, and I, I'm, I don't do politics that much, just because it's everyone's just like, all right, we got it. I loved it when they called him Moscow Mitch, and you got mad about it. <laughs> like if you if yeah. if you're a politician, you gotta know. Don't let them know you don't like something. Right. Because just if he said they started calling him Moscow Mitch, and then and then he he was so stupid. He was like yeah. he's supposed to be like this evil genius or something like that. Yeah. But he fell for the fucking banana tailpipe right. yeah. and got mad about it. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, what do you think? What do you think is gonna happen? Everyone's gonna be like, oh, don't call him Moscow don't Mitch. He doesn't like it anymore. Yeah, Fuck yeah. you, Moscow Mitch. Ugh. Uh, you know what? Go fuck yourself, Moscow Mitch. Go fuck Mitch. yourself, Moscow Mitch. Yeah, fucking guy. All right, so so let me. We did it. We did it. Go, yeah, yeah, was a good, was good. go fuck yourself. So, um, what was I going to say? So, go on when you're on Instagram. Go follow Nico Tavernisi. You will you will see a lot of photographs. You think he just took? He stole from someone. People steal his photographs. He's the one who takes the photographs. <laughs> Nico Tavernisi. I see that shit all the time. I always usually send it to you. They steal it from him. They make the T-shirts from photograph from you know some bullshit you know Chinese uh, T-shirts. They make them from him as Im- images. So go to Nico Tavernisi, follow him, and then go follow the down oh, the downward spiral. We should have had a pie. We should have had a fucking. <laughs> I am so I can't tell you how happy I am that you came on here because this yeah, has bud. been so much fun for me. Um, go to Instagram and follow the Full Blast podcast, and you can interact with the show. Next week, we have Don Nguyen, one of the best knife makers in the country. He's going to be on. He's all fired up, raring to go. We're going to have him in. And if you send me your stories of weird redemption, I got a few of them. I'm going to pick a winner to get this pair of ISOTUNES uh, Bluetooth uh, ear protection uh, uh uh, earbuds so send me your dm your i'm gonna, gonna be in a couple weeks i'll figure out who's the winner is thank you isotunes for sending us some uh sending us some ear ear, thank ear you, protection isotunes. thank you isotunes and um i mean there's much more than that i mean that's about as good as it gets right yeah, what do you have to say once you once you punish you finish this motherfucker off what why don't you finish? Why don't you? <laughs> God damn it! Why don't you finish? Why don't you say goodbye or finish this motherfucker out? Oh man. 
I'm just going to pull a Chico right now. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I'll see you guys next week. Later, guys. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network.